listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Okay, good morning and welcome to America's Web Radio. We're glad to have you tuning in and um, we've... We are surviving what I didn't realize was a bad storm last night, but uh, it wiped me out here at the station. And I've been here since uh, about 5 o'clock doing stuff, and most of everything is going okay, but uh, not everything. But we're trying. We're trying. That's all a poor man can do. we got Mr. Jim Weber at the round table, and uh, we're going to be talking with Cobble... De Elegant, Cobble Beach, De Elegance Concourse, yes, and uh, Mr. McLeese, and uh, Jim's got a few words he's going to say while I go after uh, Mr. McLeese again. Good, good, well, good morning. Um, The Brill Crane kid's gone today. He uh, headed north to the uh, New England Brass and Gas and taking his Model T up there for that. They just got back from the Founders Tour in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania, and had a tour of all of Gettysburg, and Brenda put together a beautiful tour book, which I had the privilege of looking at the other night. So they they had a great time on that tour, and New England Brass and Gas ought to be phenomenal because they're going to visit a few museums up there in the Northeast, and I think they're probably going to center in Maine and New Hampshire. And obviously every day drive their cars around and have a great time. Something else came up. I got a a blog. Uh, I get a lot of blogs. But this one uh, gentleman was talking about driving his Model A truck through uh, some of the fine scenic tours like the Skyway and the Natchez Trace. And he ran into some percolation problems, and I'm going to relate that story later, but I guess our guest is on, uh, Mr. Rob McLeese. Rob, uh, can you hear us okay? Rob, I can, thank you. Are you with us? It's Jim Weber. Good morning, sir. I am. How are you, Jim? Oh, I'm, I'm great. You're up there in God's country near Owen Sound, right? Well, I'm actually physically in Toronto right now, having just come back from Quebec City. But Cobble Beach is just outside of Owen Sound on Georgian Bay. Well, I'll bet it's absolutely gorgeous up there. It is. Yeah. It is. We're so fortunate. Well, It's like being on an ocean, but it's inland. Yes. <laughs> and it's fresh water, right? It is, it is fresh water, and it gets warm enough to swim in the summer, so it's pretty nice. Oh, you mean it's not like Lake Superior? Uh, it has it has its uh, relationships with Lake Superior at, at times. Uh, I remember Fourth of July one year, my toes turned blue in Lake Superior. So we'll leave it right there. Let's talk about your car show. Great, um, great. You do this early September every year, correct? We do it in the middle of September. This year it's September 16 and 17, with the Concours being on the 17th, and this will be our fifth year. Wow. That's great. And uh, from what I understand, you're doing this to support some charities. Is that correct? That's exactly correct. Um, we've raised a little over 300000 for the two charities, primary charities. Uh, one is Sunnybrook Hospital uh, Foundation, which is based in Toronto. And what we were doing is helping them uh, put the money together for a helipad on top of the hospital. Wonderful. Because Sunny, 
Sunnybrook's one of the two trauma hospitals in southern Ontario. And if you're ever in a car accident or a boating accident, you're either going to Sunnybrook or you're going to London Health Sciences Centre. So we felt that was apropos of what we were doing with the Concord. The other one is the Owen Sound Regional Hospital Foundation, which is 10 minutes away from, from our Concord, and is our local hospital, and they're very good as well. So that's why we've been going back and forth with the two of them. Well, uh, just to support the trauma center, that's, that is wonderful, because as we all know, there aren't that many trauma centers throughout anywhere in the country. No, it's funny. People think, well, it's never going to happen to me until it does happen or to one of your loved ones, and then you realize how important it is to make sure they have the facilities available to deal with whoever needs them. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, I know um, we also, in addition to you, we've interviewed some other distinguished gentlemen that have Concord and... um, Bill Warner does the Amelia Island one, and he has uh, a group of charities that he sponsors, too, and I I think that's excellent. Now, I'm curious, how does your Cobble Beach Concord differ from Amelia? Um, Bill has a, well, for one thing, Bill has been going for many years. He's into his 21st or 22nd year, I believe. I think 22nd he just finished. Yes, um, which he did a fantastic job of, especially given that he, with the weather coming in, they moved the concours from Sunday to Saturday with Thursday notice. Yes. So that that was really impressive. Uh, but their concours, well, obviously it's down in Jacksonville or close to Jacksonville at Amelia Island. Um, they have a hotel right on property. We have a very small hotel right on property called Inn at Cobble Beach, and we only have the effectively 20 rooms so we're that's a a drawback for us but there are 3500 rooms within one hour of cobble beach amelia island has 300 cars at their concours and it's fantastic and given bill's history uh as a journalist as a racer um he has i'd say probably well he has a big emphasis on race cars and we tend to have an emphasis on classic cars we're, we're a more traditional, more pebble-oriented uh, concours with the emphasis on the judging and using the um, uh, International Concours Judges Association judge uh, sheet for our judging. So okay. it's a little bit different in that respect. Yeah. However, the fun level, the fun meter goes very high on our concours as it does at Bill's. Well, and I believe you also drive your cars, correct? We do. We do. We have a participant tour on the Saturday, which is great fun. It's about four hours long, about 60 miles long in uh, total maximum. Uh, we try and hit some of the highlights of the area. So sometimes we go to Inglis Falls, which is just south of Owen Sound. Last year we went to Sauble Beach, which is on the west side of the peninsula. We always try and hit Big Bay General Store for its homemade ice cream. Oh, man. Up in near Wyerton. Oh, yeah. And even one year, we had a cold weather. It was only about 38 degrees. It really, we had a real cold spell on the Saturday when we were doing the tour. And everybody, over 200 people, had still had their homemade ice cream cones. It was really a hoot. Oh, that's <laughs> so, great. There's nothing like ice cream. No. No, there really isn't. So it's great fun. Oh, wonderful. Um, the the uh, 
scope of cars, you start with the brass cars, I noticed, correct? We do. Yeah, we do. and you go all and we, to full sorry. classic pre-World War II? Sorry, I missed that. Uh, full classic and also pre-World War II, or do you have post-World War II cars? We do both. We okay. do both. And the I happen to be a lover of classic cars. I love the American classics. I love the European classics. And then we also do post-war. Most of our cars, uh, the youngest, with some exceptions, which I'll explain, our youngest car is about 73, 74 years old. Or, sorry, 1973 or 1974. So most of our cars are pre-75 cars. Uh, we have an emphasis on American and European classics, specifically American classics. However, our race cars can be as late as the late 80s. And are we always, to get the kids interested, I mean, one of the things we know in this hobby, and it's fun, I had a review of your site before, so I had an idea of, of who some of your uh, previous participants have been on the site. One of the things that's really important is getting the kids interested so that they keep the interest in this hobby. Yes. So we each year we have a class. It's either a supercar class or it'll be an exotic car class. And for us, our definition of supercar is less than 10 years old and 500 or more horse. <laughs> and, okay. and that gives us a lot of scope as to what can be there. But those are the cars that the younger people, like the 10-year-old, 15-year-olds, look at and go, wow, look at that Pagani, and their eyes just bulge out of their heads. And then when they walk with their mom or dad down the field and they see some of these other cars, they go, wow, what's that? And they, they look at a Packard and they go, wow, that's really cool. And then they start to get hooked. Yes. And so when we go, this year it's our class at the top end is a, um, at the young end, is a 20 to 40-year-old exotic. And so that'll include cars like a Lamborghini Countach. We have a special 88 Countach that's coming. Ooh. And then we'll get some cars from the 70s that are really, it's just fun. I just have so much fun with doing this. Well, yeah, it sounds like it. Uh, it, it uh, you and Bill sound a lot alike in the enthusiasm that you uh, spread doing this. Um, well, Bill's lucky. He's been doing this a lot longer than I have, and so he's had that much more fun. Yeah. <laughs> well, you've got, you, you got a long way to go with yours, it sounds like, too. Um, well, we're trying. My partner in crime, Steve Ronaldo's not here today. He is on the New England Brass and Gas Tour. And he is very active in the horseless carriage uh, car club, and he thoroughly enjoys brass cars. Do you have anything as early as 1900 that shows up, or what? Uh, we do. We do. Okay. Um, our winner in that class a couple of years ago was a 1904 Cadillac. Okay. Um, we've had a, uh, a Mercer uh, that was did very well. We had a... Um, a locomobile that has won um, a 1911 locomobile. We've had. It's interesting. We have obviously we have two brass classes. We have the small brass under 35 horse and over 35 horse, so that we don't pit a two horsepower vehicle against a 50 horsepower vehicle, because obviously the differences in the structure of the vehicle and the way they carry themselves are so significantly different. Right. But. It is great fun to watch these vehicles, and one vehicle we had on display about three years ago now was an 1867 Henry Seth Taylor. 
that's a steam car that was built in Stansted, Quebec. Wow. And it was, yeah, it's really fun because most people in Canada anyway had no idea we had vehicles that could move on their own power at that time. And it was built by a jeweler in Quebec who was into precision equipment and he had, he built this vehicle. It's now up in Ottawa, can be found at the Canadian Science and Technology Museum in Ottawa, which reopens in November of this year. That is neat. Now, is that, did he only build one, or did he actually have a, a production of vehicles? No, he only built one, unfortunately. He did it as a lark, because he saw somebody in Vermont doing something similar, and he thought, I can do better than that. So he went and built it, proved to himself that he could build it, and that was the end of it. Wow. <laughs> which is which is too bad. Yeah, yeah. Um, where Are you sourcing your cars not only in Canada but in the U.S. too and bringing them up for the show? Very much, very much so. Uh, in fact, we love it when Americans come and join us. And Americans' initial reaction, particularly those who don't travel abroad very often, they think that Canada, we've well, got to go over the border. But it's really, it's one of the first comments people make, for those of you who've been to Canada before, it's our country, you really can't tell whether you're in uh, New England or in Canada or in the Midwest. It's it, we're pretty much the same. Yes. So when people come across the border, they go, oh, that wasn't tough. Well, no, it's not tough. It's a bit more, since 9-11, obviously, it's a little more um, regulated than it used to be. But as long as you have a passport, and anybody who is uh, either spectators or anybody who's bringing a car, we anybody who's bringing a car, we have a two-page letter from Canada Border Crossing Services, which we identify to Canada Border Crossing Services, hey, we have this event, they know about it, they know it's a big deal for us. And any participant who has that letter, it says such and such a vehicle is coming across the border at such at this crossing at such and such a time, then the Canada Border Crossing Services people already have that on their computers, and it helps greatly when people bring their cars across because they don't have to go through a whole bunch of rigmarole. And just to help support that, for we only have about 110 cars in our concours, and so the people that are coming across, there might be as many as 20 Americans. We will cover the cost of their brokerage doing the paperwork because it's easier for us to just we've got the same agent who does it for everybody and he knows a lot of the people and away we go we get the paperwork done make it easy for the participant coming up and we want to make the flow and, and the journey to canada as easy as possible the journey to cobble beach oh i i want to commend you for that because um having crossed the border many times uh, and especially if you're hauling a, a car or a race car or parts, uh, sometimes it can get to be a little sticky. And I think what you've done is you've alleviated any issues whatsoever, which I think is wonderful. It, it, Jim, and to be honest, it doesn't alleviate all issues because the odd time you'll get the uh, overzealous agent. Uh-huh. But in pra- I'd say 90, 95% of the cases, it, 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 it does alleviate all issues. Yeah. In fact, I've got a great story on this. Uh, a couple of years ago, we had, we have a museum class, which we hold most years. This year, we're doing an honored collector class instead of the museum class. But when we had one museum, who shall remain nameless, they loaded up two cars. 
the uh, manager of that museum had been traveling, came back on a Friday night or Friday afternoon, got into the truck with the trailer behind already preloaded, came across the border with the paperwork, got to Kabul, unloaded the vehicles, and went, uh-oh. He had a 1908 vehicle instead of a 1906. That's oh. the one that was registered. Rob, and, I, I'm yeah. sorry. We need to take a break, a station break. No problem. Go just, ahead. Just leave us right there with the 1906 and 1908. All right, we're going to take a break right now. We'll be right back. Thank you. Thanks, Jim. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back, and we have Mr. Rob McLeese from the Cobble Beach Concord d'Elegance up in Owen Sound, Canada, or near Owen Sound. And Rob and I were talking about uh, a gentleman that had a little challenge with a 1906 or 1908 car. So go well, ahead, the fun Rob. part. The fun part, Jim, uh, was that this, the car that was supposed to be displayed was a 1906, a very special uh, model and Ford. And the car that was loaded was a 1908 Ford, and it wasn't a model N. But as and I said, that's great. How are you going to get that car back into the U.S.? Because you have paperwork for a 1906. <laughs> oh, and the... The person who was handling the car looked at me and said, nobody's going to know the difference. And he was absolutely right. And I went back through the border, and it was fine. And I thought, you know, sometimes it's better to be lucky than to be good. (laughs) Exactly. And so, you know, anyway, it was, so we've had some of those kinds of things, but that wasn't too bad. Oh, wow. Well, that's that's great. Now, I, I think... 
and I and I'm going to go out on a limb here and say this. I think your Concord is probably unique in the fact that you don't have the repetition that we have here with some of the big shows. Not that there's anything wrong with it, but you may go to one show and see a Hispano Suiza, and, and six months later you go to another show and it's the same Hispano Suiza. And that, to me, you probably have uh, the fact that you're in Canada, you have a smaller group, but you probably have more cars that aren't as repetitive. Is that correct? Jim, you're absolutely right. Um, It's interesting the way you present that because don't forget for a lot of us, if you go to Amelia Island, you're probably not going to Pinehurst Concours or Hilton Head Concours just because of the geographics of it. Right. So as a spectator, you don't realize that that same car is doing the circuit at this point in time. I get disappointed because some of those cars that are traveling in the U.S., I would love to get them to Canada because the whole point of our Concours is we define it as elegant and rarely seen. And so to be rarely seen for the people who are in Canada, they don't see some of those cars. Right. So we've never had a Hispano Suiza because the Canadian cars don't, we just don't have those cars. They, the really good cars often go to the U.S. So I'm having to dig out from various collectors and people who don't often show them because we haven't had a Concours history in Canada. We just, as I said, we're in our fifth year. We're the only true multi-day concours in Canada. So because we don't have that history, the people aren't into the routine of bringing their cars and showing them. And a lot of these collectors are very private, as you know. Mm -hmm. And so they don't want to necessarily put their cars out there. So I have to go and extract those cars from those people and cajole the people, and, and they're great. When we get there, they get to it. Often, after they've come the first year, they come back again and again, which is what makes it really wonderful because we have a real community going now. But it's we don't get that um, we don't get those cars in the U.S. that are traveling the shows that often. Now, periodically, and one of the reasons I attend a lot of shows in the U.S. and I've been fortunate enough to judge it a number of them is because. When I go to those shows, I try and figure out who's traveling, who likes to travel, and then invite them to cobble if they have the right car. And there are so many good cars in the U.S. Your market's so much bigger than ours. Uh, I call it a target-rich environment. The only trick is getting them to come across the border. But when we get them here, they really have a lot of fun. So this year, we actually have a collector coming from your area, which I'm very excited about. We have a couple from Florida, one from Colorado, one from California, uh, Minnesota. And then we have, obviously, we'll get the surrounding states to Ontario. So we get cars from New York, New Jersey. We don't get New Jersey very often. We get some Pennsylvania, uh, Ohio, Michigan. And then we get cars from Quebec and Ontario primarily, and sometimes we'll get a car from the West. I, I have a question. Um, in the mid-'80s, the Craven Tobacco Foundation had a car collection, and I, I remember there were some rare cars. One happened to be an 8C2300 Alpha that I was very familiar with. And yeah. Is that collection still together? Unfortunately, it is not. Uh, that collection was was uh, dissolved or liquidated in the late 70s, 
uh, a gentleman from Toronto actually bought them. And I just became recently aware that he had bought them, and so I was really excited. And then when I came across him uh, at a show recently, I said, well, what happened to those cars? He said, I sold most of them. Oh, wow. that hurt so much, because I thought, wouldn't that be great if they yeah. were all here again? Because yes. you're right, that collection was phenomenal. Yeah, wow. Okay, I didn't realize that. Yeah, most of those cars went back to the U.S., Okay. Okay. All right. Well, I I know the one I was familiar with has been rebodied again, and uh, I knew that one had sold, but I didn't realize the collection was dissolved. Um, Racing cars, you talk a a little bit about that. Do you know Dr. Fred Simeone? I'm I'm Uh, sure you do. I do not know him. I know of him. Yeah. Of course, he's got an incredible collection of racing cars. And the neat thing is, he shares those. He's got about four acres of property, and they get the cars out and run them. Not not, not super fast, but uh, they do run these cars, and he does share them with the public. And you know, uh, I do need to, I need to bug him some more. When I was in Hershey, I need to make a point of going in. Yeah. Um, our chief judge at Hershey Elegance is Dr. Paul Sable. Mm-hmm. And Paul has been great. Uh, unfortunately, when he reminds me about uh, Dr. Simeon's collection, it's a little too late because I've booked my flights. Yep. And I can't extend it an extra day without it either uh, costing a whole bunch, so I end up missing it. And I, you're right, I've got to go and see those cars. Yeah, cause, uh, and the, his racing car collection is, is, is phenomenal. That, uh, uh, do you ever get out and see the Mullen collection in um, California or the Nethercut collection? Um, no, I've obviously I've looked at them a lot. Uh, yeah. I met Jack Nethercott in at Amelia a few a couple of years ago and some of those cars are just phenomenal. And the and Jack's cars, I said to Jack, "Do you come to Ontario?" He says, "I do." I said, "Where do you go in Ontario?" He said, "I go to Northwestern Ontario." I said, great. It turns out he has a cottage close to a friend of mine, and he goes up there about five times a year. Where is he, in so, Kenora? Sorry? Is he in Kenora? Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, he's close to there. Okay. Uh, I didn't mean to interrupt. I, that just when you said up there, it just reminded me of Kenora. Yeah, and he's actually at Lake of the Woods. Oh, okay. Yeah. Which is quite a big lake, but just north of Kenora, and I believe they've been very supportive of the local hospital, and anyway, they've been great. So it is fun because the, the Nethercut collection, the Mullen collection, I've gotten to know one of the curators at the Mullen quite well over the last couple of years. They have just such fantastic cars. One of the cars that won our best in show uh, two years ago was a 1938 Graham Cabriolet with a Suchek body, supercharged yes. Graham with a yes. Suchek body. I'm familiar with the, the car. Do you know that car? Oh, yes. Yeah. And when when the uh, Peterson reopened in December of 2015, right about three months after our concours, uh, that car was one of the featured cars at the reopening. So I was I thought that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's an incredible car. And uh, was it beige when you had it? Yes, it was. Yeah, yeah. That that yeah. color seems to have enhanced that body. Oh, really? It really did. And it's yeah. great to watch people, when they look at it, and watch them gasp 
they they it actually catches their breath sometimes when they see that it's fun yeah it's it's as art deco as a voisin uh, yes. Yeah. Rob, Rob, this is David. I, we we're going to have to take another break. Before we do, though, I want to give a shout-out to uh, your lovely secretary. She was a, has been a delight to work with, Lisa Diddles, and uh, she was just fun to talk to and a good Canadian, and I invited her down to Atlanta. To, she'd never been to the South, so why don't you bring her on? Bring the whole crew down to the Thank South. Thank you very much. That's very <laughs> kind, David. Yeah. She, she is wonderful. Yeah, she is. She's just been a delight to work with, and I appreciate it. It makes my job a lot easier. Anyway, we've got to take a break. You're listening to America's Web Radio on America's Broadcast Network. We'll be back right after this. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one-car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport, your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport. Rob, we're back. Great. Okay. Um, David, David's going to take a break from me for a minute, but uh, I wanted to also commend you for your secretary because... At times, we do get into situations where things don't go together, and you you did go together well, so I appreciate that, too. Um, Thank you. Thank you for having me here. This is great fun. Oh, I, I, gotta, I, I told David, I said, I've got to go up there, and uh, I, I've got to see this, because obviously, I do spend some time in the U.S. at some of the shows, but I have not done this in Canada since the 80s. And uh, there was there's a club event in Montreal that unfortunately in July I can't attend, which I would like to. But let's go back to your concours, okay? And I'll let you proceed with where you were talking a minute ago. Well, just one thing I want to make sure is that when you come to our concours, make sure you let us know, and we'll help you find a room because that's one of the biggest. Um, drawbacks for people is because if they don't know the area, they don't know where to look. And there are lots and lots of rooms, but they're tough to find. We have them listed on our website. But then you also need to look at B&Bs, local rentals, that kind of thing. And so if you are coming and you're stuck, let us know and we'll help you find a room. All right. And I'm sure for all of our listeners that are interested, too, that uh, they should contact you. Um, Exactly. But yeah, let, let's talk. You're you're two hours from Toronto. Yeah, two hours and ten minutes from Pearson Airport, right. and from Toronto downtown, we're about two and a half hours. Okay. But make sure 
that two and a half hours can turn into four hours if you sit on our local highways at rush hour, either at 8 o'clock in the morning or at 5 p.m. Like any big city, we have those traffic issues. So you've got to make sure you travel in the off hours to make it easy for yourself when you're going through the Toronto area. All right. Now from the states like Detroit and Buffalo, what are we talking about? From Buffalo, you're three and a half hours. From Detroit, you're about four and a quarter hours. Okay. And the nice thing is from Detroit, you're coming right up, you come up the east side of Lake Huron, Mm -hmm. and it's it's a beautiful drive up there. Yeah, so you'd cross at Sarnia. Would be you can cross at Sarnia at the Blue Water Bridge. Yeah, wonderful. Right at Port Huron. Yeah, okay. And for Buffalo, it's the Peace Bridge. Yes. And then uh, you go close to Guelph and try and avoid the Toronto area. <laughs> yeah, I was you know, I, I live in Toronto, so I have to deal with this traffic. One of the reasons Cobble is such a nice place is the t- local town is 33,000, 22,000 in Owen Sound, and 11,000 in Georgian Bluffs. Oh, wow. And it's a great little community. Uh, but it has enough um, volume and enough momentum that we have the big box stores too. So we get a little bit of the rural country environment and the beautiful scenery, but we also get the amenities of the city. And so up there we have fiber optics and natural gas and all of the all the treats that we have in the city, but we don't have the congestion. Oh, that's neat. Good. All right, well, I'm, I'm glad you mentioned B&Bs because... That's a big thing down at Amelia. Uh, I've, I've got a friend that goes there every year, and they keep going back to the same B&B, and they laugh at me when I stay at the Jacksonville airport and drive up, and uh, I'm, I'm beginning to uh, get religion and thinking about a B&B the next time I go down for that. Exactly. That's what I've done. I've done the same as you, but I also found that I can get closer by doing the B&B route. So. Well, and, and if you bring your wife or your family... B and B's are a whole lot more fun. Yeah. And, yeah, and it sounds like you want to make it a family event. You're getting the youngsters in there, and especially the grandparents. What a great way to to take the kids on vacation. Your grandchildren is, is bring them up, and they can watch the cars run. Now, it's, exactly, it's, and it's just one of the events that they do. And the kids will kind of sometimes go, oh, I don't, Grampy, I don't really want to go. Well, just humor me. And they get there, and then they have a good time. And that's what sparks the beginning of the interest in the hobby. Yes. Yeah. Uh, well, that that's fun. Now, I know a lot of collectors don't want people to touch their cars, but Steve and I are of the school that let them sit in the car. I mean, what can they do? Let me tell you something. If you do that, you will make everybody really excited. And I'd say about 15 to 20% of our collectors allow people to sit in the cars. Wonderful. We don't encourage it because just if something goes wrong, I do not want to be responsible. Right. And as you, as you know, as judges, we're not allowed to touch the cars or we make a point of not doing it unless the owner asks us to help them with something. Yeah. Because it's just, you just, it's their baby. And some people are so particular, and so if you the fact that you let people in your cars is fantastic. Oh, that that's wonderful. Now, do you get many judges from the states up there? Well, I'm glad you asked because our judging style, which is the same as Pebbles, um, with the same point system, our judges come from 14. Last year, they were from 14 states and 10 provinces. Wow, and. Yeah, it's really neat. The fact that, and I'd say 80% of our judges have been there since day one. 
So I'm really excited. And the reason they come back is they have a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so when people come to this event, both the owners and particularly the owners who come from the U.S., they're going to recognize a lot of the people. And it's, as you know, it's a big fraternity or sorority. I mean, we have ladies who are collectors who are at Cobble. We have men who are collectors, and it's just a ton of fun. Oh, that's that's great. Now, um, you do the drive on Saturday. Yeah. If I wanted to spectate the drive, would I go to the ice cream parlor and watch everybody? Is Or how would we do it? Or do you have a, a kind of a an itinerary so that people that, that want to see the cars in motion can watch them? We do. Um, we have an itinerary, and people line up along the route. And we it gets published in the local paper, and we have it on the website so that people can see where the cars are going to be. We leave Cobble Beach. We have a driver's meeting at 8.30 on Saturday morning. We, have a, we leave at 9 o'clock, and this year we're going down into Owen Sound, and then we're going all the way around the southern part of the Owen Sound Bay. Then we're going to a little church called the Tom Thompson Church, where Tom Thompson, who's a famous artist, who spawned the Group of Seven. If you're into Canadian art, you'll have heard of either Tom Thompson or the Group of Seven. And then we're going back to Inglis Falls, then we're going up the main street of Owen Sound and back into Cobble Beach. So anywhere along that route is a great place to just park and watch the cars. Wonderful. Or just get your chair. (laughs) We we also have cars and coffee that morning uh, for people who want to show their cars, but they haven't been invited to the concours can still show their cars. And this is something that I saw at Amelia Island. I wanted to make sure it was going to work. And so the fellow who put that together at Amelia is a friend of mine, and and we are going to try it this year. We hope to have about 150 cars on Saturday. Wow. That will be spread out on our driving range. And that's just the cars and coffee. Cars and coffee. Yeah. Right after the start of the participant tour will be cars and coffee on site. Yeah. Do you have a big Porsche contingent up there? We do, yeah, we do, and so uh, in 2014 we had we celebrated the 40 years of the Porsche Turbo, right? And we had one from each of the various body styles, and it was great fun. Oh, incredible! Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. To me, because I think Amelia also had a huge Porsche turnout this year, not at the Concorde, but but they had their own separate event. Well, and that's one of the things is that. The local car clubs, and local meaning right down into the Toronto, London, Ottawa areas, are actually starting to clue in, and so they're bringing their members up, and they'll do side events going on, which is great fun, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you have a large Italian car contingent, and I know... It's huge. That, par- pardon me? It's huge. Yes, yeah. And... and- we have little mini events that go on throughout the year. Last year, we had 25 Lamborghinis, uh, most of them late model Lamborghinis at Cobble Beach on about the 20th of June. Wow. Then on the on the 17th of July, we had 62 horseless carriages at Cobble because wow. the U.S. tour had come up and they, they uh, put Cobble Beach on their agenda. So it was great. We had horseless carriages everywhere. It was so oh. much fun. Oh, that that's that's great. Um can you kind of give us a little idea of who and what is coming for this year's show, or do you prefer to keep that secret? No, I can give you. I'm not going to give you the whole shooting match, but I'll give you a couple special cars. Um, one, which is which is uh, 
actually it's funny of three cars that we picked out that might be uh, interesting to you we have a 67 shelby which has about 7,000 original miles on it that is coming it just won its class in the u.s over 65 other cars and it was awarded the aaca grand national award yes and it was just featured on the cover of mustang times yeah the owner the owner of that car is one of our judges and so i said hunt i'd love it if you could bring that car because i know that a lot of people get excited about it i love the coloring of it it's a beautiful car so he's bringing it this year and that'll that'll be great fun then another car our honored collector is a fellow by the name of steve plunkett and I don't know, Jim, he might be good fodder for you for another show because Steve Plunkett has been collecting Cadillacs for over 20 years and to the point that he has built a garage to house his special classics that looks like the Waldorf Waldorf Astoria showroom from back in the late 20s. Oh, wow. Yeah, well, Steve Ronaldo, my uh, co-host, has a 37 Cadillac uh, sedan. I'm not sure... I can't remember what model, but Tommy and Jimmy Dorsey's orchestra usually play in the back seat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so exactly. You know how big it is. So well, Steve, and this is, is, Steve is a this, big Cadillac guy. That would be perfect. Well, it's great fun. And so, Steve, I'm really upset at Bill Warner because Bill managed to scoop me on the car that Steve just got. Oh, uh, and it was down at Amelia this year. But it's great. It's a. It's called the Duchess. Yes, and it was. Yeah, and yeah. it was owned by um, uh, Wallace, uh, yeah. Wallace Simpson, and uh, King Edward. And Edward, this car is spectacular. And when you look inside at some of the gold trim on the inside, on the outside, it's a little bit nondescript, other than the fact that it doesn't have the chrome of a traditional forty-one Cadillac. Right, it's a Durham it, body, it, isn't it? Yes, yeah. yes, it's a lovely. It's just a lovely car, but inside, it's just outstanding. So that car is coming, and will be one of the cars showing. In we have two days of that exhibit at Cobble. Wow! And we another thing that we do that's a little bit unusual. We have a Haggerty classic car ride and drive. In fact, they um, they debuted that at Cobble Beach last year because they didn't know how it would be received. But the Haggerty Classic Car Ride and Drive, last year we had five cars, and we had a 54 Corvette. And so anybody could drive these cars. We had a 54 Corvette. That was a three-speed. We had a 57 T-Bird automatic, a 64.5 Mustang that was a standard, a 65 Mustang automatic, and a 69 Camaro SS three-speed standard. They were so much fun, and people, what was really neat is we had the older cars for test drives, and then we had the new cars, the Cadillacs, that you could drive. And so it was great to go from cars that were 40, 50, 60 years old to a brand new car and look at the evolution of of the technology. Yeah. That was pretty neat. That Yes, that's a neat thing to do. Um, Motorcycles, do you do those? We do do motorcycles. Our motorcycles um, this year, our motorcycle class, and I have to admit, motorcycles are not my strength. Uh, I need to go to our website for one second, just take a quick look and remind myself. You you know, the largest motorcycle collection in the world is about two hours from us, the Barber Collection in uh, Alabama? Yes. Wow. 
and he also has a large lotus collection. How do we get him to come to Canada? Um, I do know because he has taken the bikes. Uh, they've been in the Museum of Modern Art in New York, and uh, the bikes have traveled. Uh, it, it's the Barber Museum. You put them on tra- uh, passport transport. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> Good. I was waiting for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, let me say this. They have the most beautiful green trucks of anybody on the road. Have you ever they you've do. seen passport classics trucks, haven't you? Yes. Yeah. Yes. They're they're great. Yeah, they're I, very I want good a, carrier. I want a car painted that color. Just for the heck of it. And it doesn't have to be British either. No. Uh, no. But well. uh, yeah, contact the Barber Museum and uh he he's got a great collection of cars, also primarily lotuses. And his bike collection, it's its five or six stories of bikes. Wow. Yeah, it's just, it's breathtaking. And, and he's a very good guy, and he, he uh, is a great collector, and he likes to share. So, oh, good. That's... You, get, you get that done, Rob, and, and we'll do a special edition of the Classic Car Show. Okay. <laughs> or we'll interview you all walking through the uh, motorcycles. Yeah. That sounds good. That sounds good. Now, uh, you know, no, I, I, the only reason why I address the motorcycles is because obviously many of the concours are now taking the vintage bikes. And, and while you're looking at your website, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Great. Thank you. Bridge. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. Whether cruising the Strip in a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on America's Web Radio on America's Broadcast Network. Glad to have you listening to the Classic Car Show. We've got a special guest from across the north border. Yes, he's our new best friend. He's our... Absolutely. <laughs> okay, Well, second you. best. Lisa's our first, and then... <laughs> That's fair. She'll like that. Yeah. Well, Rob... Let's talk a little bit about motorcycles. You, you do get a few, I bet. We do, we do. And this year, it's a it's a British post-war uh, oh. vehicles, and so it'll be an interesting class. 
We'll have some Indians there. We'll have some Vincents. Oh. Uh, it'll be an interesting, yes. very interesting class. And Rob, Rob, how many of those come with uh, sidecars? Uh, usually only one or two. But it, that obviously is a big attraction. It's fun. When people see those, they've got to see inside it. They want to look. Their heads are, it's really fun watching people watch them. Yeah. Yeah, I have a friend with a 1914 Triumph motorcycle. Wow. And it, the yeah. sidecar is a wicker basket, original. Oh. Wow. And then he disconnects the sidecar, and he takes it over to Barber during the vintage motorcycle races and runs it over there. Wow. Yeah, incredible. The wick, yeah. Um, and are most of your motorcycles sourced in Canada, or do you get a few from the States? We usually get a few from the States as well. We had one gentleman who came from Colorado a couple of years ago with a Vincent, and he drove he drove his bike, and he had so much fun. And I'm thinking, that was a long trip. But some of these, as you know, part of the hobby is enjoying your vehicle. Yes. And then finding a reason to drive them. Yes. Yeah. So. And, and that, to me, is the important part of the hobby, and especially with getting the children involved. Is you put them in the seat, and as you pointed out, the difference between a, a car of today and even a 64-and-a-half Mustang, there's such a variation in the two cars. And it, it takes a while. Then you go back to a Model A versus the 64-and-a-half Mustang, and there's an incredible spread. But Again, you put yeah. the kids in them, and the children just, I mean, their eyes light up. And it's so much fun, especially when you start to relate it to them and say, Grampy had one of these, <laughs> and your grandmother and your grandfather, they used to date in this kind of car. And the kids go, no, really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that, now we're getting scary. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sorry. This is a family show, right? Oh, my. Uh, all right. I, I got another question. Uh, and we covered all the events besides the Concord for the weekend. Uh, all events? No, we have on Saturday afternoon, we have seminars that are free to the public, but you have to register to be able to get in just because we have a limited number of spaces. Okay. And the seminars, for example, include this year it's Haggerty leads one of them, and it's uh, each year the topic's slightly different, but in essence it'll be on classic cars, what's hot, what's not. Then the second seminar this year will be on we're doing some special films that come from the automotive world that people don't usually see. Mm. And so those are, it's only an hour long, and they're little, they're short clips. One is about five minutes, another one is 20 minutes, and the last one will be about 30 minutes. But they're fun because uh, they take you back to a different era. They, um, in some cases, you feel like you're in the car because of the way that the film has been put together. My wife, having seen one of them, said she came out and she really she got car sick. And I said, you didn't go anywhere. <laughs> she said, I know, but my, anyway. Yep. So it, it's, it is interesting. Last year we had Lynn St. James doing the second seminar. Wow. And it was called View from the Cockpit. And she did a fantastic job uh, basically telling about her career and how she became Indy Rookie of the Year in 91 and one of her first races with a Pinto when she spun off the track and the car went off into quicksand. 
Oh dear. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh dear is right. Yeah. Because it was quite a mess. But I mean, it's having people like that who come and we all realize that we're all human, and how much fun and we and enjoyment we've had out of this hobby. So, and you get to know some of these people, and really, really exciting. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Now. Would you tell our listeners where they can get the information on tickets and also on your B&Bs and your hotels and, and everything? Start with your website and your phone number, please. Okay. Our website is www.cobblebeach, so C-O-B-B-L-E, beach, concours, dot com. Remember to put the S on Concours, and remember, our stones are bigger than pebbles. That's how you'll remember it's cobble. Hello? Hello? <laughs> I don't well, know what that means in Canada, but I know what I mean down here. <laughs> no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> but anyway, it's funny because anybody in this collector hobby, whenever I say that I'm from Cobble Beach, everybody perks up because I think I said Pebble Beach. Yeah. And, and Sandra, you've got such a great uh, following. I, I totally get it, but but we are cobbles, yeah. cobblestones, so Cobble Beach. Anyway, it's cobblebeach.com, and our phone number is 416-366-4820, extension 228, for general information. And if you have a car you'd like to consider registering, extension 236. Wow. So now, ca- is that to register for the Concours or to, to register for the Register for the Concours. Register your car for con- for the Concours. Okay. And our, and when's our, your shutoff, Rob? I'm sorry? When, when's your shutoff day? Uh, shutoff day will be about the 15th of July. Okay. All right. Good. And on our website, it has uh, it'll show you events and... Uh, it'll show you B and B's. It'll show you hotel, local hotels. And if you're if you're interested in coming and can't find a spot, then just call us and we'll try and steer you to the right places. Beautiful. All right. Is there anything else we missed that we can uh, tell our listeners today? I don't know. It's just a lot of fun, and it's uh, you know the weather. It's it's come as you are. It's rain or shine. Um, are, we have a mile and a quarter of frontage on Georgian Bay. So wow. a car is being laid out on the 18th fairway. When you're there and the sun's just peeking up over the hillside to the east of us, the sun dances on the water, little diamonds with the green of the fairway, the cars, the elegance. I get so excited, and, and the people who've been to Cobble and have their cars on the fairway are so excited. It's really neat watching this whole thing. And we, some of us may be in our 60s and 70s, but we feel like we're in our 20s and 30s. So yeah. it's it's that kind of fun. <laughs> oh, that's great. Now, tickets, how, how much are they, and do you have an old geezer's discount or military or anything? We don't have discounts, but our, our prices are very reasonable because of our area and because it's Canada. So it's Canadian dollars, so for Americans, that's a one-third discount right off the bat. Right. And it's $30 if you buy your tickets before September 1st. That's reasonable. After September 1st, it goes to $40 because we're trying to encourage people to buy in advance so we know what kind of amenities we have to have available, i.e. food, porta potties that kind of thing. 
We run about we have about six thousand people over the course of the weekend, and because our site is so big, it's a five hundred and seventy four acre site. It means that you don't feel crowded even when you do when we are at maximum load. Yeah, that's yeah, that's the thing that kind of discourages me about Pebble. Uh, yeah, well, that's the problem. It gets a little too crowded sometimes. Yeah, and and, uh, and Amelia and I know Bill's good at, at handling crowds, but you just you know every every once in a while you're just engulfed. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I always suggest come between nine and eleven. If you really want to see the cars with lots of flexibility and lots of room, you come between nine and eleven where you come around 2 o'clock, because between 11 and 2 is the main crush. We have shuttle. The parking is about four minutes away from Cobble, and we run shuttles back and forth so that you're not parking right on site so that we don't have just a, a zoo on site. And it makes it much more, even though people go, I don't want to take a shuttle. Well, let me tell you, it's a lot easier. You get out, and then when you go to leave, it's easy to leave. Yeah, so oh, we try I, and make that side comfortable. Yeah, that's the one thing I like about Amelia is is the shuttle too. Yeah. Well, I want to yeah. thank you, uh, David. Is just giving me the wrap it up. Any okay. any further word from you? No, just thank you very much for thank letting you. me uh, join your esteemed team and and the people who've been on your site. I know a number of them, and it's just you've got a great show here. We're very lucky to be part of it and to have you. Uh, provide this service. Thank you so much. Well, all right. Thank you, and I hope to see you. Look forward to it. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Take care. Rob. Thanks, Bye. Rob. Bye bye. Thanks, David. Your auto love and investment demands the best, and for 45 years, Passport Transport has been meeting those demands. From manufacturers to the one car collectors and all other facets of the auto industry and antique auto hobby. The first and the finest with unequaled service and peace of mind. Passport Transport your auto transportation company. Contact PassportTransport.com with your need today. Passport Transport.